Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Not Your Cable News with your host, me, Diamond Day. Hey, everybody. It's uh, late in the day, but it is a national holiday. Um, if you don't know what that is or if you're listening to this later down the line, it is 420. Um, and for those of you that don't know what that means, um, we're about to give you a little bit of education. For those of you that do, um, you're still going to get a little bit of ed- education. Um, I'm going to call old Rob up on the phone here in a minute. Uh, I've, I've had Rob on this show once before, and uh, he had a good time doing it. This time, he does know I'm calling him. So we will get Rob um, rolling right now, and we'll see, first of all, if he answers. I told him I'd call him right about now. He probably fell asleep. <laughs> so here we go, right? Um, there he is calling me back. <laughs> Man, you got busted. Everybody in the world heard you heard your name on your voicemail. Oh shit! <laughs> Are you sleeping? No, I was talking to my wife on my other phone. Uh, I I I told you what time I was going to call you. You know better than that. I know, I know, and I was trying to tell her, hey. I gotta go. <laughs> she thinks I told her I was gonna, I was gonna be on your podcast. <laughs> and, and she's already shaking her head because she's listened to it a time or two, and she just thinks it's wrong anyway. So I don't think she has. I won't let her listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Fill out all your inadequacies. So I was just uh, explaining to everybody it's a national holiday, um, and uh, those that don't know are about to get a big education real quick on what the national holiday really is all about. Um, you know, the, the great 420, um, and, and how, remind me again, how old are you, Rob? You're 30, like seven or something, aren't you? 33. 33. Holy shit. You look a whole lot older than you are. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that means you were born in what, like 1989? Eight. 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 God damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm close. So, so that cough right there already sounds like you've been celebrating. Oh yeah, I'm vaping. Right now. <laughs> Sucking on the old douche flute. Um, <laughs> so we didn't get into much of Rob's background the first time around. I'm going to pick on Rob for just a minute, just because he's a good sport about it. Um, Rob is the most responsible juvenile delinquent I have ever met in my life. Um, <laughs> it, it is. You, you, you've made a lot of progress in life, but Rob's got some really great stories that almost are equal to some of mine, and I think this is going to be a pretty damn good show tonight. But um, Rob is a Detroit transplant to Bismarck, North Dakota. Holy fucking shit, right? Um, culture shock from hell. And uh, uh, Rob kind of squandered around job here, job there. He's done a little bit of everything. If you ask him, he'll tell you. Um, and then, believe it or not, Rob was my garbage man, and then I uh, hired him, and he used to have the best boss in the world because he doesn't work for me anymore, so now he's just kind of stuck in limbo um, until the next one comes along. But anyway, <laughs> that that's the short and sweet of Rob, and when I asked him to do this, he said, absolutely, I used to deal this stuff up until about a year and a half ago, right before I got this job. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it ended... It ended shortly after my uh, after I got to North Dakota, but that that's what got me on my feet in North Dakota, to be honest. 
Um, when I when I told my family I was coming here on a Greyhound bus to North Dakota, my ex, my sister, little sister's ex fiance, gifted me two ounces of some really good homegrown. Um, it was called white or uh, shit. Great white shark is what it was. It was a hybrid sativa. Uh, good stuff, and um, I sold that when I got to North Dakota, and that got me the first couple hundred dollars to to start me off. So, where did you live when you got here? I lived in a motel for one week. Um, I think it, it, it wasn't the Hyatt, was it? No, no <laughs> it was. It was the now. Uh, uh, Demolished Colonial Motel. Oh, Vance. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I swear, I, I called that place before I left Detroit, and he said it was 200 bucks for a week. When I got there, it was 300 bucks, And I had exactly $400 and two bag of, bags of clothes. And, um, and, and, so a, was, and two ounces of weed. And two ounces of weed. <laughs> so I was left with 100 bucks, two bags of clothes, and two ounces of weed when I... You know, my first 20 minutes in North Dakota. Um, well, I think it would have made it worse if it was January. Uh, it was March. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, it was warmer there than it was in Detroit, though. That was a really cold year in Detroit. Um, yeah, but uh, after that, I lived in a homeless shelter. Uh, the homeless shelter on 23rd Street in Bismarck for... Uh, Oh, I don't know, two and a half months. Um, I moved in with this super sketchy guy I knew. <laughs> Did you get raped? No, no. <laughs> um, he, he wouldn't have been capable. He was a he was this real tiny, small, wiry guy. He could have broken his jaw with half a punch. Well, um, but if you're passed out, you don't know. I mean, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, right? No, nah, I guess it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, but anyway, um, <laughs> bring, bring back memories there from his days in juvie. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but, uh, so what do you think is the craziest thing you ever did smoking weed? arrested when I was a kid smoking weed in a tree fort. With, uh, <laughs> uh, Come on, you're from Detroit. You gotta have a better story than a tree fort when I'm 10. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I don't know. Smoking weed, not so, not so much crazy stuff. Maybe on some other stuff you could ask about, but uh, I don't know. Most of the time it was just listening to music, playing video games, riding around in cars. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I can tell you crazy stories about selling weed and buying weed. <laughs> so how old were you when you started smoking? 13. 13. Life old age of 13. So you, I will absolutely floor you when I say this. I did not touch marijuana till I was 26 years old. Yeah, I guess that, you know. Um, I, I was in the military. I was kind of a good kid. Um, other than the, you know, 39,000 babies I don't know about or whatever. So weed, weed wasn't my thing. I was a big drinker and I loved the fuck. So, um, that's what always got me in trouble. And, uh, 
Um, I, I've got some pretty crazy stories myself on weed, but uh, uh, my drug of choice uh, was always doing a rail somewhere, but uh, uh, not smoking weed. Uh, but I had to give that up years ago. Um, can't afford an eight ball a day anymore, although it's cheap around here, I hear. Um, about a dime a dozen or two thirty an eight ball um, was the last price I heard not long ago. <laughs> And my cough is not weed-related. It is shoveling snow um, when I got home Friday-related. got myself a damn cold. Um, so, um, you ever drive when you're high? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the time. All the time? Well, when I... Yeah, before. <laughs> like now? Yeah, before now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're not doing it now. <laughs> You realize I'm setting him up because uh, yeah, I did warn him ahead of time. Be careful how much detail you go into because there is um, some people that work in this company that listen to this show that love this show. Um, I'm just I'm just setting them up to make him uncomfortable because there's nothing funnier than Rob when he's uncomfortable. So well, that, that's a, that's a thing you do in Detroit. You, you cruise you cruise Woodward Avenue and uh, you, you smoke blunts. So the first time. The first time I ever smoked weed um, and drove, I was in Sebring, Florida, and I owned a, um, uh, it was a, <laughs> just shy of a no-tell motel, but it was a small apartment complex that was furnished efficiencies that you rented by the week. And I had a tenant, um, and this is not a racist term when I use this, this was actually his nickname. I had a tenant that his name was Blackie. And I would go every Friday and pick up my rent, and he always paid me with wheat. So, <laughs> this is in 1997, I believe. Uh, maybe 96. 1997, I believe. And uh, so I sat there and I smoked with Blackie and his girlfriend at the time. Her name was Reagan, and I remember this like it was yesterday. And I had a 1986 Fleetwood Brome Cadillac. Baby blue with white leather, the white brome top. Uh, I was pimping. I was pimping. Right. <laughs> even had the little, even had the little window broke out in the back where I locked my keys in it once, so it looked like I had stolen it. So <laughs> there's a lake in Sebring, Florida called Jackson Lake, and the main road, Lakeview Road or something like that, goes circles the whole damn lake and takes you downtown and whatever, and I'm driving down Lakeview Road after getting high with Blackie and Reagan, and I don't know what kind of weed we were smoking, but it was pretty good shit, and I thought I was traveling at the speed of light, and I looked down at my speedometer, and I was doing 13 fucking miles an hour. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you were about <laughs> I hadn't smoked a half a joint with those two. And, uh, and so then I'm like forcing myself to step on the gas. Speed limit was 35. I'm driving under 15 in my Fleetwood Brome Cadillac. There's not a thing about that that says I'm fucking stoned out of my mind. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so that's that's my one driving story. After that, I said I'm never going to drive again, and I uh, I enjoyed that in the privacy of my own home. Um, Never really did anything crazier than, you know, go to Dunkin' Donuts and buy three dozen donuts and eat two and pass out. <laughs> that, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, so, I, don't, I don't think the, the effects of the drug really uh, 
foster any craziness. You know, it's, it's usually just kind of sitting on the couch. Right, right. I mean, you know, I know I get it today that you know, some people are gamers or whatever. So, you know, then we get into the legality um, of marijuana, um, which I have an opinion on. I think it should be federally legal, not state by state, because it's still federally illegal. And if we ever get a jackass of an attorney general, they will go after these states that have passed it legal, and every dispensary is going to get a huge federal trafficking charge, and they're going to seize all your assets. So let's just make it federally legal. Yay, me, if I had little clapping sound effects, I'd do that right now. But I don't. Um, so, but the one thing that holds me back is there's not a test for it. There's not a roadside sobriety test. You can draw blood and you can draw urine and it'll give you certain levels. But according to the experts, there's no legal test to show right now impairment. Right, but the reason for that is because it's federally illegal and there's there's no research being able to be done because it's federally illegal. If they legalized it, or at least decriminalized it, it would it would open for research grants where they could develop a test. So, okay, so there is tests of all sorts, right? Like, I can poop in a box and mail it and tell me about colon cancer. Right. You know, I can go to 23andMe or whatever it is and find out how many kids I got and that my ancestors were Russian or whatever, okay? And how many crimes I can, you know, can, you know did in my time. And then they can come back and arrest me. So those of you that think about doing those home DNA ancestry tests, I'm not into conspiracy theories, but that's a conspiracy theory to get your ass arrested or pay child support. Hey, that's uh, the Golden State Killer got <laughs> Yep. So, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I saw earlier this week, and I don't know if you've seen it because you don't watch news, um, there is a test now that they have developed that has been approved like a breathalyzer for COVID. So you can't tell me, you can't come up with a test that will tell me if somebody is under the impairment of marijuana. So, okay, so I was in Salt Lake City last week, as you know, and everybody else does, because I did a little review on Salt Lake City earlier this week. And if you haven't listened to it, you need to listen to it. It's great. Um, so we're sitting there at a little bar, and there's five of us sitting at the table, and we're talking about exactly this, and you know why not legalize marijuana federally? And I bring up the argument of no test. And there's this young girl there um, that, you know, as I said the other day, she looked to be 28, maybe she's only 35, but she looks like she's 12. Um, and so, <laughs> and she looks as sweet and innocent as they come, and, and you learn about 10 hours into it that she's not. And so she's like, oh, I got the perfect test. Like, well, what's that? If you suspect somebody's currently under the influence of marijuana, give them a teaspoon of peanut butter and see if they can swallow it. Because the old cotton mouth sets in, and you ain't swallowing peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's... <laughs> I mean, fuck, that's as accurate as, like, a field sobriety. Some people <laughs> walk in a straight line drunk as hell. That's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the rooms may tip a little. No, it was funny, though. You know, I mean, I thought it was a great test. You think yeah. about the cotton mouth when you're smoking weed. But, you know, uh, my, 
my whole philosophy on, on weed legalization is, is that is bullshit. Um, I would say just blanket decriminalization. Just decriminalize it, let private industry take it over with very little regulation. Just kill the cartel's source of income. But, um, you know, decriminalization still allows young entrepreneurs to make a buck like I did when I was a kid. I mean, there's there's no other business you can start with 300 bucks and, uh, you know, a, a contact list of phone numbers. Um, you know, I would make a thousand bucks a week as a, you know, just a, just a kid, you know, selling to my friends. And I did that for years to supplement my income from working minimum wage jobs. And that's, that's how I made any money at all in Detroit. Um, I was always the dime man or the nickel man <laughs> or the buildings. And, and uh, um, you know, it was just an easy business to run. And it didn't take hardly any capital at all. It just, you know, it took a little bit of risk and, you know, carried a Smith & Wesson. And, uh, you know, it, you know, it, it, it sold itself. It was very easy. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like anything, like anything like that, right? If you got it, you can sell it. You know, if you want it, you can find it. You know, but it's the easiest and most profitable drug to sell. Right. Um, I mean, you try and sell acid or, or ecstasy; it's it's way harder. You have to find the right clientele for that. But weed, you can sell it to grandpas, to teenagers, to everyone. Um, and, and I did through, through my career, um, back in Detroit. We sell to your mom? We sell to your mom? Uh, my mom would get free bags for holidays. <laughs> and <Christmas> and <laughs> my, mom, my parents are heavy pot smokers. So, um, so I, 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 if I, if I go too far, tell me, Rob told me a story the other day that we don't know Rob's last name and I'm. Not gonna throw it out there. <laughs> Rob's mom bought a thirty-five thousand dollar RV six months ago. Uh, maybe even less. Four, <laughs> four or five. All right. So <laughs> she drove it to Florida. <laughs> he warned her not to do that. To wind up homeless. She sold it for twenty-five hundred dollars because she couldn't keep it running. And she crashed it. <laughs> crash, yeah, I didn't know all that. And is now living in the back of a stolen U-Haul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and Rob is entertaining enough to say, um, I'm not sending her any money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just sounds bad. <laughs> My mom's homeless living in the back of a U-Haul. Fuck her. <laughs> So, I'm half tempted to start Rob's mom and go fund me to at least pay for the U-Haul. Okay, well, okay, okay, that's, uh, she already did that, but her GoFundMe got shut down because of fraud somehow. <laughs> Rob, it was your mother. You, you already said that yourself. <laughs> no, um, I, I do think that's, that's one of the best stories I've heard all week that... Rob's letting his mom sit in the, live in the back of the U-Haul. She's got, what, a dog, a cat, or something like that with her. She's got a great Pyrenees. A great, a dog. Yeah, she's got a dog. She should sell that next. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> not really, but I'd never sell my dogs. Um, 
So, uh, what else is good about pot? I I, think, I agree with you, but I think it should be regulated. I think we should tax the shit out of it, just like they do my alcohol and my cigarettes. I think you should just tax the shit out of it, put a 18 percent tax on it. The government you know, makes I, their I money. You know, in in my days of, of being a, you know a, a drug warrior, on, uh, you know on the winning side of the drug war, um, you know I just thought how hypocritical of it is, the government to lock everyone up for weed and then turn around and legalize it, and have ruined all these people's lives by throwing them in prison for weed, <laughs> and then turn around and tax the shit out of it, and then tax the population on this cheap luxury that they. They prohibited for all these years and and ruined people's lives over look at alcohol um, in the 1930s well well right that's correct um but you know i don't you know i don't i was always a black marketer and uh you know uh you know if and if, if i was the same you know 20 year old kid that i was in detroit i would undercut the dispensaries by by going to a source somewhere and undercut the shit out of the dispensaries and let the black market flourish. Um, because fuck paying taxes on that shit. <laughs> I, would, I would never do it. <laughs> so if you own a business, you gotta pay taxes. You gotta pay taxes on any income you have. Uh, kind of. Right, right. If you don't have kids, you have to pay taxes. Okay. <laughs> Rob oh. don't pay taxes. He's got 31 kids all under the age of four. Right. Yeah. His cat's got a social security number. Right. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, there, there are hundreds of gas stations in Detroit operating without a license, and, and tons of businesses. So I, you know, it depends where you are, whether or not you have to pay taxes. And um, you know, and there's a moral thing about it too. If you live in Detroit and the police don't come when you call them, why the fuck are you going to pay taxes? It's morally wrong to pay taxes. <laughs> Um, so, so, so this is going sideways real quick into a why not pay taxes. <laughs> that wasn't the point. The point was, I mean, you're always going to have a black market for it. There's a black market out there right now for alcohol. Okay, You can make your own homemade moonshine, right? And you're allowed to make X amount yourself a year. Okay, depending on where you live. You could kind of have the same regulation put in place of that, you know, and, and certainly there could still be maybe not federal crimes. And if you've noticed, a lot of these states that have gone to um, legalization of recreational marijuana have actually um, wiped this, you know, records clean of those convicted of misdemeanor charges for marijuana. Now, you know, a felony trafficking charge with a firearm is a totally different game. Right. Yeah. Um, but the misdemeanor, low-level stuff—they've, you know, they've expunged those records and uh, they've made it legal. So, um, well, those laws are funny with the difference between a misdemeanor and a felony, though. Too, if say, for example, you have a quarter pound of weed, okay, you have a quarter pound of weed in one bag, that can be construed as personal use. Yes, you have a quarter pound of weed uh, broken into ounces. Um, that's distribution and a felony. Um, whenever I transported weed from, from the ghetto back to the suburbs, it was always in one bag for that reason. Um, if, if the dealer gave it to me in multiple bags, it went into one big bag I kept in my car. Right. 
Um, so, you know, there's, there's some stupid shit involved with that and, and just bad luck and, and ignorance. Um, that makes a difference between a felony and a misdemeanor. They should have cleaned the slate on probably all of them. And if there's a gun charge involved, hold them on the gun charge, kick the weed charge out. Um, cause it's all bullshit, whether or not you were carrying pounds or whatever. I mean, I had pounds in my possession at times and, uh, you know, should I be in prison for 30 years for that, for being 22, trying to make a few bucks selling weed? Um, I don't think so. So the cartels should get out free? Well, no, I mean, you're bringing shit across the border and smuggling. That's, uh, <laughs> but if you're carrying five pounds of trunk of your car across town, you're yeah, not trafficking. Smuggling. You're not trafficking. Well, yeah, but if, if you're carrying <laughs> five pounds of, you know, uh, copper or gold or whatever, that's not trafficking because it's legal. Right, right, um, right. So, you know, what's it matter? If it's legal, it's legal. It's legal on any quantity. Um, and even the legal states have, you know, quantities that you're allowed to buy through the course of a week, a month, whatever. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying that's bunk, though. You know, you can have 20 cases of beer in your car, and that's fine. Right. Uh, so long as they're not open. But, you know, you're only allowed an ounce of weed. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I, you know. No, I, I get it. I get it. I, I, I've always disregarded those laws. I, I get it. Now, and, and, and in some disclosure to Rob, this is, he's talking about his past. He's not talking about his future. He, uh, right. he, he, he could pass a drug test today, no problem. We're, just, we're, we're rehashing things from the past. So, you know, um, it's not that you know Rob is a little criminal that still thinks like a criminal, even though I accuse him of that from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes his train of thought irritates the shit out of me. But... <laughs> So, do you know the history behind 420? We're going to wrap this up. I was trying to keep them right about 30 minutes. We're rolling up on about 27 right now. So, okay. so you know the history behind the... Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's some urban urban legends about uh, some college students who would meet every day at a statue or something. And it's it's uh, Hitler's birthday. Um, so, it's not so much about Hitler's birthday. Okay. And... Uh, this, this is from High Times Magazine, if anybody knows who they are. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> according to the magazine, 420 can be traced back to 1971 when a group of five students at San Rafael High School in Marion County, California, began meeting at 4.20 p.m. to smoke marijuana. The actual nu numbers 420 don't have any symbolic significance. The magazine reported in 2016... Instead, of the students, instead, the students Steve Capert, Dave Reddicks, Jeffrey Knoll, Larry Schwartz, and Mark Gravick chose to get together at 4.20 p.m. because by that time, extracurricular activities were usually over. The high schoolers engaging in an activity that was strictly illegal at the time started to use 4.20 as code for marijuana. Years later, one member of the group, Reddicks, got a gig working as, as a roadie for Grateful Dead um, by 1990, a group of Grateful Dead fans was spreading the word of the ritual by distributing flyers and inviting people to smoke 420 on April 20th at 420. 
<clears throat> magazine printed a copy of the flyer the next year, and from there, the association between 420 and smoking weed spread across the world, becoming an iconic piece of American culture. So, beyond that, I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember this, because I know you don't. That's why I asked when you were born. So, American Cancer Society for Lung Cancer Awareness used to make April 20th the day that you don't smoke cigarettes. For cigarette lung cancer awareness, okay? And that day was called the National Smokeout. As soon as the 1990s rolled around and 420 became synonymous with getting high and smoking weed, the American Cancer Society disbanded their campaign of National Smokeout. But it continues to this day. Exactly. So I smoke cigarettes and I used to smoke weed. What the fuck am I supposed to do on 420? So in in my essence to uh, celebrate 420 tonight, I had uh, Frito corn chip scoops and jalapeno bean dip. And that was my dinner, and I kid you not. <laughs> I had, uh, I had Jimmy John's. <laughs> Should have had some fucking donuts. <laughs> yeah. That was breakfast. Oh, of course it was. And then I don't know what time I was supposed to start celebrating, right? Because what time zone do you officially start using? You know, I mean, it's like, it's 4.20 somewhere, 20 minutes after the hour. You know, you can start at 9.20 and it's 4.20 somewhere. You know. That's true. And so then I get pissed off about all these iconic American holidays. 420. We got St. Patrick's Day. Celebrate whatever the Irish. We have the freaking uh, Mexican holiday right around the corner. Cinco de Mayo. We have Mexican Memorial Independence Day. Huh? Yeah. No, yeah. Whatever. It's more, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so if there's anything you want to know about where to get a whore in Mexico, Rob's the guy you need to call. I'll post his phone. I'll post his phone number on my uh, blog page here in a minute. Not really. Don't worry, Rob. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> uh, you'll have ten thousand people calling you by tomorrow. So I'm going to Mexico next week, next month. Um, yeah, that, and... that can go two ways. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you called me too. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. And uh, yeah, I've got a uh, my counterpart out in another area of the country that I met last week. He's going to Mexico. Um, here in the next couple months or in the summer or something. I don't even know where he's going. I don't think he knows where he's going. He's more worried about the flight than he is actually getting there and being there. But at what day do we have Pirate Day where I can, you know, really drink rum before noon and not be considered an alcoholic? Oh, <coughs> I'm sorry? St. Patty's Day. No, that's not rum. That's, that's Irish whiskey. That's Irish whiskey. Oh, whatever. You know, I... I drink vodka on St. Patty's Day. I don't know. I drink whatever I have. Well, you need a Russian holiday. Uh, we don't celebrate any Russian holidays. We don't celebrate any pirate days. And somebody in Florida is going to correct me on this because they do have a pirate holiday in Florida. Well, okay. It's called Gasparilla. Um, they've got the Nan Rouge in Detroit. What is that? It's an evil spirit that uh, uh, 
the founder, Cadillac, pissed off, and uh, it, it's a it's it's an evil spirit that haunts the city of Detroit. And you you have a parade where everyone dresses up as like kind of Halloweenish, and you scare off the Nan Rouge, and everyone's drunk. And Sounds like Mardi Gras. Fun. It's it's kind of like a Detroit Mardi Gras, sort of. It's you just you just don't get to see any saggy Detroit tits. Oh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to see that. <laughs> it's the most obese city in the country. Um, so everybody, Rob is not fat. Um, he's 32 years old. So um, that's really all I got for uh, 420 tonight. I'm sure I could go on and on and on. One last question. What's the hardest drug you ever used? Speedballs. Speedballs. Um, God, you take me down a road with that one, right? <laughs> That's what your wife calls you. It's your pet name. <laughs> yeah, right. Speedballs. Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't go into detail on what I mean by that. That can mean a variety of things. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so mine was absolutely the cocaine. And uh, for many years, I loved my cocaine. I, uh, I loved the way it smelled. Um, and uh, I still sniffle to this day, 20 years later. But uh, anyway, um, Rob, it was great having you on the show. Always entertaining. Um, everybody, at the end of the day, be good to each other out there.